0: Praise the Lord saints. Good morning. Come on. Let's put our hands together. Come on. Let's put our hands together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord. If you could all please stand with me and as we go before the Lord and a quick prayer for the Lord to do a mighty move today. Um, we, we, we know that we serve an awesome God, a mighty God. And I love that today as the Lord promised back in Genesis, I think it's nine, where he said that the seasons will continue to be here. And we see that we got to change the season outside, so so we just need to be in prayer for next week, that we don't have any rain as we prepare for Veterans Day celebration and a couple other events we got going on this weekend um, coming up. But um, we had a good time this weekend um, as we went and did some leadership retreat to be poured into, to be ministered to. By a visiting minister and it was a great word of God and I know pastor pride touched on that more but something that I want to remind us is that as he talked and we talked about leadership we have to remember those that are in leadership right and those that support those that are in leadership and those that support those that support those in leadership and as we did our um, um, our small minuet um, Bible study the other morning, we talked about the unremarkable. And remember that every, each and every one of us have a part, a place in the body of Christ. And the thing is, there's no voice that is insignificant as the word speaks because each and every one of us have a part in this body as we read in the Old and the New Testament. So we have to remember that when we come before the Lord, that no brother or sister is greater than any other. But that the Lord looks at each and every one of us as his little children. Hallelujah. And we have to go before him and lift up his holy name and glorify him. This morning, I want us to put our blessed hands together, get on board with our praise team as we awaken ourselves as we enter. me mm-hmm. Afternoon. We're going to be having our service at 11 a.m. out at the Bright Commons. 11 a.m. out at Bright Commons. Now this is on Highway 84 out there on Obelithorp, pretty much across from um, um, Bojangles, right? For you, if you're going east, it's right before you get to Bojangles. So we'll be meeting over there. Uh, please be mindful that the meats we will be bringing. So like armies, we got the meats, but we ask for you all to bring the desserts and bring all of the sides, okay? So therefore, we got you covered on the meat, just bring the desserts and sides, enough for you and your family and whatever guests you invite, alright? So make uh, make enough so we always have something for people to take home, uh, better to take home than not have for somebody to miss out. Um, also this week, on and that's next Sunday, so we will not be having a morning service. Everybody say, no morning service next week. No morning 930 service. But everybody say, Brian comes.
1: Brian comes.
0: 11 a.m. 11 a.m. All right, so that's where we're going to be meeting up at. And then afterwards, we're going to be having our meal. And so we're going to have a good old time. Please bring your chairs because we will be sitting in the amphitheater. And um, they don't have any seating except for on the grass. The Lord has made it for you. I don't know if Jesus told when he fed the 3,000, 4,000. I know if he told him to bring chairs, but I know I'm bringing chairs. Praise the Lord. Um, let's see. We have Wednesday. We have our Ladies Breakfast Club. They're going to be meeting at Sister Kayla Swartz's house. And so um, link up with Sister Heather for the address. Maybe she'll make a song about it. And let's see. And then um, pretty much everything else, please make sure that you read our bulletin for this week so make sure everybody tell brian commons next week brian commons 11 a.m next week all right that's the only service we'll be having so i just want to make sure that we pass it on and pass it on to anybody else you know that may not be here all right um and praise the lord that's it let's go ahead and stand to our feet and prepare and as we're giving our offering Well, I didn't pray, but we'll pray. Lord Jesus, Heavenly Father, we are thankful, Lord, for the blessings of your mighty hand, Lord, that you've allowed us, Lord, to earn, Lord. And we pray, Lord, that as we give back, Lord, to the kingdom, to the community, Lord, that this money is blessed to be stretched. We pray, Lord, hallelujah, for you to move, Lord, hallelujah, in this place today, Lord Jesus, as you, Lord, have poured out to us as we give thanks and honor and glory to your holy name. In Jesus' name, amen. Alright, we we'll continue to praise the Lord with us as we continue to lift up his holy name.
2: beautiful sunday morning i want to preach out of mark 5 today if you'd like to turn there mark chapter 5 uh, i'm excited to preach in the 9:30 service what we've got designed for these is is the 9:30 service is is designed to be it, it, it's somewhat like when we started richmond hill and we had uh we kind of pushed two great churches uh One great church in two locations, well, life is one great church and now we have two different uh, times to attend service. Uh, Some people need the flexibility to be able to come to the 930 service or to be able to be a part of the 11 or to do both. Or to do one or the other on one Sunday and another Sunday, their schedule is different and that works great. But as we're moving forward, I do see a vision for for this 930 service and that the people that attend the service become the ones that are involved in the services and uh, I believe that's already happening but but more and more uh, the the different things and functions that we do here and uh, my desire is to be a part of both services. Uh, I want to, some Sundays I may preach both, that may be rare. Uh, some Sundays I may be in the 11, and more and more some Sundays I plan to be in the 9:30. But I believe that the Lord is moving in this as a church. A church is part of a church, and I believe it's going to grow. And I believe God is going to do great things right here during this time. During this time, and uh, as well as doing great things the other service. If you have your Bibles, if you would turn with me to Mark chapter 5. I'm going to read some, overview some, and then read a little more. If you can me just a little more, please, just a little bit more. All right. Mark chapter 5, verse 21 is where I want to start. And when Jesus was passed over again by a ship unto the other side, Much people gathered unto him, and he was near the sea. And behold, there came one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet. Now this is pretty impressive that a ruler of the synagogue, someone that is uh, very influential in their area, in the region, in that time. And when he sees Jesus, who much of the priesthood is really... uh, very concerned about Jesus at this moment. But Jairus looks at him, and when he saw him, he fell at his feet. Obviously, he wasn't too skeptical about him. And it says, and he besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I believe she was 12. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her, that she may be healed. And she shall live. Now this is what this priest over this uh, area, over the synagogue was saying. Uh, I want you, Jesus, to come lay hands on my daughter that she may be healed and that she shall live. His heart was broken. He was moved. He wanted nothing but for his daughter to be saved and jesus went with him and much people followed him and thronged him so jesus says okay i'm going with you we're going your daughter's important your daughter is dying she's very sick and we're going to go but along the pathway along the journey they ran into a crowd of people and the press was very strong that it kind of hindered them from getting to the destination that they were going to. It's kind of like if in 2023, if J. Iris picked Jesus and the disciples up here at church because Jesus was going to speak, be the special speaker this morning, and and, and J. Iris said, you know, I, I'm in Orlando and I need you to go with me. It would it, it would have kind of been this press, kind of been like getting in the car and heading down 95. And about the time you get a little past Jacksonville, it just becomes a gridlock traffic jam, and, and you're delayed. Now, if you're Jay Iris and the people with him, you're probably gonna get upset at this delay, right? I mean, how many have been on 95 and come to come to a standstill wherever? I mean, you, you've been you've been there. And you get frustrated, and you say uh, holy things, <laughs> and, uh, and, right? And, and, and all, all these things, and, and you're but but you still try to. You, you got to get to where you're going, but then then but this press of millions of cars are around you, and you're not going anywhere. That was kind of what this was like, and. And then we know this other story, and sometimes we don't really collectively read them together. But then there's this lady who steps out of the crowd that's already pressed and already preventing Jesus from getting to Jairus's daughter. And she's had her own issues for 12 years and suffered many things and wasn't better. We know that. That's really not what I'm, I'm not preaching about her, but the, she's sandwiched like peanut butter and uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwich in, in between the loaves of this story or, or she's like the the center of the Oreo cookie and we're trying to trying to get from one place to another and, and, and here's her story that she touches the hem of Jesus's garment and he's made whole straightway she was healed he knows she touched him uh, he felt virtue flow from him we know all those things and uh, it, but then we let's get back to the journey now, and uh, in the journey is this while he yet spake, there came from the ruler of the synagogue house certain which said, thy daughter is dead. Why troublest thou the master anymore You might as well just let him do what he's doing, you know, just continue on on, on the path he's on. Your daughter's dead, Jairus, and and uh, but. If we continue to look, it says, And as soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he saith unto the ruler of the synagogue, Don't be afraid. Only believe. And he suffered no man to follow him, save Peter and James and John, the brother of James. So he took three disciples with him. He left everybody else there and said, Okay, we're going going to cut through this press. We're going to get through this traffic jam. We're going to get to the other side. We're driving a little Prius or something, so we can't, you know, take more than that. Uh, I was trying to relate it
1: to,
2: to 2023. So, so that he knew with, with four people, they would probably be able to get through there a lot quicker. And uh, and he comes to the house of the ruler of the synagogue. He comes to Jairus' home. And, and he sees the tumult and them that wept and wailed greatly. Can you imagine a 12-year-old uh, daughter of the leader of the synagogue has passed away? And everyone is stirred up. And when they came to him, why do you make all this do and weep? Jesus is talking to them. And he says this. Now, I want you to think about it. He says, the damsel is not dead, but sleepeth. You've already counted her out, but I've got another plan. I've got another plan. The damsel's not dead, but sleeps. Verse 40, then, you listen to this, what verse 40 says. They laughed him to scorn. They, they didn't just mock under their breath. They didn't just whisper to their neighbor has he lost his mind. They laughed him to scorn. They they laughed at God in flesh. And what's he do? He puts them out. When he had put them all out, we're going to come back to that. He takes the father and the mother of the damsel and them that were with him and enters in where the damsel was lying. And he took the damsel by the hand and said to her, Kumai. Which is being interpreted, damsel? I say unto thee, arise. Straightway the damsel arose and walked, for she was the age of twelve years, and they were astonished with great astonishment. Okay, I've got y'all standing for a long time. I'm sorry, I don't usually do that, and I. But I want to talk for a few minutes. My title is Overcoming Loss, Pain and sorrow. Lessons from Job, Jabez, and Jaira. Overcoming lost pain and sorrow. Lessons from Job, Jabez,
0: and Jaira. Would you lead us in prayer? Lord Jesus, we um, come to you this morning, Lord, and ask that you would to our pastor, Lord, as you've given him a word for us this morning, Lord. We pray, Lord, that you would open up our understanding, our eyes, Lord, and the spiritual, Lord, and our ears, Lord, that we may be able to see your glory, Lord. Hear your word, Lord Jesus, and take in and savor, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. The delightful treats that you have for us, Lord Jesus. Your word, Lord, is sweet, Lord. Let it be our food, Lord Jesus, for the sustainment of our souls, Lord. We thank you, we praise you, we plead your blood over this message. And the congregation agree by saying, Amen. Amen. In Jesus' name. You can be seated in Jesus' name. Uh, Got a letter from the
2: Perrys. They were with us on All Nations Sunday. Dear Life UPC pastor and family, uh, simply words uh, cannot express. Thank you for the support of our ministry. And uh, and frankly, uh, for saving my life. He had a health issue while he was here. And uh, Stacy and I are thankful for you and your family. And it's kind of interesting. I just saw this while I was uh, reading through that. And I remember how powerfully he ministered. And uh, unknowing to us, he was battling, uh, not a contagious, but a very serious sickness in his body right then, in his health. That showed up later that night, we had to to go where he was and take him to the emergency room, sit with him in the emergency room most of the night. And uh, But yet sometimes when we're ministering uh, and we're pouring out and we're sharing and, and we're doing what we do, sometimes sickness or pain or problems, it doesn't have to be sickness, problems, situations. Even though you're ministering and pouring out to someone, problems come your way. And, uh, and, and what I want to talk about is how we overcome loss, how we overcome pain, how we overcome sorrow, so that we do not stay in a state that we are continuously allowing our, the past pain to dictate our future destiny. We, we've got to overcome those things, and that's what I want to bring out today is how to actually overcome, because if you stay in grief, now, it, grief doesn't have to just be related to death. If you stay in grief situ- over a situation, over something, and you stay in grief, you are never going to get the victory that God has planned for your life. You've got to allow yourself to heal, to move forward. So we we deal here with, we're talking about Jairus, the leader whose daughter was sickened to death and then They said was dead, but Jesus said she wasn't. She's just asleep. They laughed at Jesus. They wanted him out. You know, when we deal with loss and pain and sorrow, those are universally human emotions that we are going to have to deal with. And I used to think I was a superman and a man of steel in my twenties, and I could just cruise through those emotions and not deal with those emotions how many just like to not deal with emotions all right raise your hand i just seem to ignore the emotions i would just seem to keep but but sometimes we have to deal with those emotions Loss, pain and sorrow are universal human experiences and emotions and they can often leave you feeling overwhelmed and defeated but as we look at three specifically this morning joe Jabez and Jaira in the Bible, there are valuable lessons here that will help us to navigate where and overcome the challenges that we're going to have in life, that we're all going to face in life. To overcome those things, we can come in here and shout, get filled with the Holy Ghost, allow God to touch us and move on us, and and, and we we can get all we need to get on Sunday morning, but if we don't apply that to Monday... If we don't apply that to what happens on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, we will continue to struggle. We want to look at these three individuals' lives who they had significant hardships in their life, but they did not, that was not their definition. That's right. That was not their definition. They changed their circumstance. And and, and they became, they overcame what the challenges were that they had to go through because they had faith and they had a deep relationship with God. That's what we want to look at this morning. We look at the book of Job. Job, anybody know Job? Anybody ever felt like Job? I mean, maybe you're, you're like you know. I, I know I've not gone through that, but man, I feel like Job right now. Anybody ever used that terminology before? And, 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 and there's probably times we've all wanted to say we felt like Job, and we felt like just the loss and the suffering. It was there was a man in us whose name was Job, and he was perfect and upright. And one that feared God and shoot evil, everything was going along smooth. Everything was great. He was having revival. Everything was, you know, prosperous. If he put money in the stock market, it it was going up. You know, it was, is it a bull market? Is that right? Every time he put money in, it was a bull market. And then he'd take it out and it'd become a bear market. And then he'd put, you know, I'm talking about cows and horses and things like that, but but relating it to 2023 and and I I don't know every time I put money in the stock market in my life not that I've ever put a lot in trust me but every time I even put a little bit in it seems like it does good for about a month and then it just takes it takes this little (laughs) and and I I never did that's the problem I always got concerned and sold when it was at the low and I was like I'm done with that and uh and so you know the stock market tanked. He lost his children. He lost his entire family. Job, Job was a, Job was an upright man. Job was a a man of ethics and morals and a man that loved God. And he would even in here, his kids would be out making a mess, and Job would gather up the sacrificial offering. And he would go in and offer for his children because he, he loved and cared them so much. But he lost his children, he lost his health, and he lost his wealth. And he went through those devastating circumstances that we know Job went through. But we got to look at what Job's responses are, not what happened to Job, but what were his responses when these things happened to him. And we've got to apply them to our life because we are all going to go through some things. Life is not going to be perfect. But how you deal with the imperfections is going to be very important in your future. And and God has given us men and women in Scripture... and and, and scriptural definitions of how you handle these circumstances well how do i handle a job circumstance how do i handle when it feels like everything's falling apart and i've lost everything and i've lost my wealth and i've lost my health and i've lost my family perhaps what does he do does he give up does he quit? Does he curse God? Does he say, God, why'd you do this to me? Does he run? Does he hide? Does he find a cave of his own to just hide in? That's probably what he wants to do. But Joe, if we look at Job's response to his suffering, he maintained his faith in God through his trials may say that. Maintain my faith in God through my trials. i got, I, I, I got to find a way no matter what I'm going through that what I'm going through doesn't affect my faith in God. Because my faith in God is what's going to see me through and get me on to the other side.
1: Amen. That's right. Amen. Hallelujah.
2: I also look through Job and I've got to make sure that I... Seek God in my suffering. Seek God in my suffering. And if everything's great for you, I know I know how it is. I used to sit in those messages. I was like, man, I'm good. But if I had listened to those lessons and applied them to my life, something was coming. God knew it. and was trying to tell me something. Not saying something's coming, but just how to deal with things and how to deal with adversity and how to deal with problems and how to deal with trials and how to deal with health issues and how to deal with money issues and all of those things. And if we look at these three men and what they did and how they handled those things, it can take us through. And, and so with our suffering, we've got to cast our care upon God because if we don't, what we'll get into is we'll get into a rut of this. We will think that people can help us out of our problems. And when we think people are going to be what helps us out of our problem, we often take God out of being the solution. So so our faith no longer really is prominent. Uh, If I trust Janice to get me through this situation, not God, then Janice can only take me as far as Janice can go, and then, then that's it. But she's going to direct me to God. If I talk to Brother Andrew and and I'm like, man, I'm going through. He can listen to me. But guess what? If that becomes my only repetitive thing every week, I'm coming back. Oh, brother. I'm not saying, I'm saying, the cry is a real emotion. The hurt, the pain is for real. But if I'm just
1: leaning on his shoulder. And he's just okay and,
2: and 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 I'm angry with God and I'm angry with the pastor and I'm angry with them I'm not getting anything and I'm not getting anywhere. I'm gonna stay in that place of grief for the rest of my life if I don't come out of it. But if we learn from Job, Job did not stay there. And Job, he learned how to express his grief correctly. He maintained his integrity. He, he, he wasn't condemning anyone else. And he maintained his integrity. And guess what? He trusts he trusted in God's sovereignty and in God's power so much that he was able to lay it at God's feet and trust God wholly with it. God, help us to get there. Help us to get there where we trust God with it. And then, if we do, if we look at Job, if we look at Job, good. If we look at Job and his responses and we apply that to life, it doesn't matter if you're not going anything. Read the book of Job. Because if you will get that, David said, "Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. And, And so what happens is, is we read this book. It's not always for right then. Sometimes it is prophylactically. It's something God. And if you read it and you study it, then all of a sudden, when you enter into that next trial that you're going to enter into, it's going to, it's going to happen. And if you do, if you, if you've read that and you understand that, you know how to scripturally correctly understand how to deal with it. How to get through it and then how to get over it. Because if you don't get over it, you're not going to overcome you got to get over it. And so that's why it's so important to open up the book and to read about Job, even though you don't like reading about Job. Because when you read about Job, you think, man, that's going to mean I'm going through something. No, you're going through something anyway. You might as well learn what the Scripture is telling you on how to deal with it and how to overcome it. Why? Because the end state of Job was better than the first. I know the old phrase we use that God gave him double for his trouble, and and, and that doesn't take away the trouble, but there is the double. And can I tell somebody, no matter what you've gone through, been through, if you'll get a hold of this, and, and you'll get a hold of what God is saying, you can have double
0: for your trouble.
2: That's Job Let's look at 1 Chronicles 4 Through 9 and Jabez was more honorable Than his brethren Verse nine, 9 And his mother called his name Jabez Your mother called your name Andrew Yours called you Twenty. Chris, Joy. What'd your mother call you? Lisa. 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 Her mother called her Lisa. And, uh, Jabez's mother called him Jabez. Sounds kind of cool in 2023. <laughs> Well, when she gave him this name, it wasn't cool. It meant son of sorrow. She named him son of sorrow. It must have been a pretty bad pregnancy, birth, and all of those things. But she, she just called it like she saw it. When you're Jabez. You're sorrow. So he started out in that path. He started out. You've been bad since you were born. You caused me sorrow since the day I went into labor. And uh, she called his name Jabez because I bear him with sorrow. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, verse 10, saying, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed and enlarge my coast and that thy hand might be with me. And that thou wouldest keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me. And God granted him that which he requested. Now that's, that's profound. God granted him that which he requested. Isaiah 58 and 11 says, The Lord will guide you always, he will satisfy your needs in a sun scorched land, and will strengthen your frame, and you will be like a well watered garden. Like a spring whose waters never fail. Jabez turned sorrow. Just because you were born in sorrow doesn't mean you have to stay in sorrow. Just because you were born in sorrow doesn't mean you've got to stay in sorrow. Just because you've been in sorrow doesn't mean you have to stay in sorrow. You can come out. You can overcome that, and that's what J. But Jabez is about turning sorrow into blessing. And, and, and if we look at the prayer of Jabez, we need to realize first of all, he's acknowledging God and, and, and his need of God. And we've got to acknowledge God. We've got to acknowledge God. We've got to. We've got to somehow get out of the humanity of things. We get spiritual, we get the Holy Ghost, we come in here, we break through. God fills us with the Holy Ghost. And hey amen, we're so spiritual for a little while, but you give it some time and that old man, that old flesh, it weaves back in and it, it wraps around your spiritual nature and and, and, and you lay off the prayer life a little and you're not fasting like you're used to and you're not listening to the word like you you got you can't just read it, you gotta to listen to it. You can't just look at it and say it's for somebody else. You gotta look it at that and read at it and, and you gotta say it's for me and apply that to your life. And, and, and that's that's how I preach most of my messages as I'm going through generally on a Saturday, just letting God whip me up one side and down the other before I get in here. You think I'm stepping on your toes. I'm not. God's been stepping on my toes and I'm just sharing. I'm on this love things. You can't let your flesh continue to interweave. It will bring out human, carnal, fleshly emotions that sometimes they can be right. Yes, it's what you're feeling, but it doesn't always create a right response in you. And you've got to understand how to deal with those things so that you have a right response coming from you. And and that's what Jabez, son of sorrow, who's given that name, probably made fun of on the playground in school. Here comes sorrow. Could you imagine if that's your name? There's a lot to a name. I mean, a name dictates a future sometimes. A name, well, there's a lot in a name. I better not say that. There's some names from the Bible. I just don't. I don't hear a lot of people. I mean, there are some probably. It's 2023, but I don't see a lot of people in church being named Cain. I had never met anybody named Judas. <laughs> Cause there's a lot to a name. Now I haven't met anybody named Jezebel. I've met them not in church.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they
2: deserve to be in church, but not, it's just not a name that is associated with a positive outcome. And, 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 and So there's a lot in the name, and Jabez's name was associated with a negative outcome. Can I say this? Sometimes in your own mindset, you need to change your name. When you have faith, well, you, you need to allow the Jacob to become an Israel. But you need to allow the Jacob to become the Israel that God is taking you to. The Saul to become a Paul. That's right. That's good. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, The Hadassah to become. Esther And, and, and that's what God's wanted to do I think that Psalm said there's a new name written down in glory and it's mine
1: yes it's mine
2: guess what God's given me a new name and it's mine yes it's mine I know who I am because the I am says who I am Jabez, if we look at this, he acknowledged his need for God. He sought God's guidance and protections. And then he didn't stop there. Listen to me. He asked God for blessings and expansions and influence. He recognized God's power to transform him from sorrow, from son of sorrow to joy. Hallelujah. 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 And then and, and and I'm moving quickly, I promise. J. Iris. The opening setting that we read about. Jesus making his way to the house. But the press came upon him. The woman with the issue intervened. God always responds to faith. So he responded God in humanity that day responded to that faith when he felt that virtue come out and he stopped. Some people probably became upset. J. Iris, I'm assuming, is broken he probably is thinking what, what is she doing why is she here? Why is she bothering Jesus? I need to get him to my daughter I mean I, those thoughts would have had to have but, but Jesus stops and and then uh, then they move on and it's just Jesus and three disciples and there they leave everyone else and they get there and it's too late and she's dead according to the people that are there. And it's over, it's done. Have you ever had a situation in your life you thought it was over and it was done? No hope. God can't fix this, God can't intervene in this, any of that. Jairus is the head of the temple, his daughter is dying or is dead. Jesus stops in, in the press. But then finally gets there. And I believe that Jairus is just a beautiful uh, example of moving from despair to miraculous. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Moving from despair to, rel- to, to miraculous. But not- notice some of the things that happens in there. Jesus gets there and he says, she's not dead. She's just asleep. And they laugh him to scorn. He doesn't res- respond to that necessarily with a lack of faith, but he realizes if I want this girl to live, I need all this negative faith come on, come on. to leave. That's right. He won't operate where there's no faith. So if he has to get it down to where it's him and her, everybody else can be released. Jesus dismissed everybody because they could not believe. They could not have faith. And they actually were laughing him to scorn. And he didn't let it stop him from doing the miracle that day. He simply moved everybody out. A few things about J Iris here. First of all, he found Jesus. Second of all, when he found Jesus, he fell at his feet. He was asking him to perform this miracle. Third, obviously, he had to have patience with Jesus. Jesus was on his way to his house, but got stopped in the press. Sometimes you've got to understand, like the old song says, he may not come when you want him to, but he will be there right on time. If we look at Lazarus, if we look at Iris's daughter, you've got to trust God to the level. He may not answer your prayer at this moment, but He will answer your prayer. He may not give that that you're asking for right now, but that that you're asking for is on the way. It might come what you think's too late, but what is too late for the miracle, working, healing, amazing, one mighty God in Christ? Recognize the, he created the world spoke spoken into
1: existence he framed it how can we say that he can't do this you don't
2: understand he's been dead four days he stinks I think it was Arthur that said that but for Jesus he's God and when you're connected to God oh man there's no telling what can happen so J.R.S. had to wait and then Jairus had to let him clear the room. Sometimes you've got to let him clear the room. You're asking God for something. And God said, clear the room. They mocked me. They've said I couldn't do it. They've said that you don't have a chance. Clear the room. Because if they stick around, God's not going to work in the midst of a mess. Somebody, say, somebody shout that, clear the room. Clear the, oh, clear the room. Clear the Hallelujah hallelujah in our lives we've got to identify with loss, pain and sorrow while at the same time strengthening our relationship with the mighty God that we serve if we look at these men in the scripture here what we realized is they embraced resilience and faith they cultivated a prayer life have you cultivated a prayer life they were expecting God, restoration and blessings. And if we look at this, it, no matter what we face, no matter what we're going through, no matter what tomorrow may bring, if you look at it through the eyes of faith, and if you allow some of these principles that we've read about today, that you go back home, I can't give you everything in this service, you go back home and you read Job. You go back home and you read in Chronicles right there about uh, Jabez. You go back home and you read about Jairus. You let that get in your heart and your spirit. and Hide that word in your heart because you, everything might be great for the next seven and a half years and you're on cloud nine and you've got, you know, $250,000 a, a month coming in and You've got the nicest cars and they're always working, and all your appliances, they're spot on. When you get home, your air conditioner's working in this Hinesville, Georgia sun, and all these things are happening, and your car's great, and and, and all it it, it can rock on great, but then it's life just seems to deal like this. All of a sudden, when the car goes out, the refrigerator goes out, and somewhere around the same time, the pay goes down, and the problems mount. And, and all these things start. And, and, and it's kind of like they start steamrolling. If you allow them to steamroll over your faith, they'll steamroll right over it. But if you apply these principles that I've talked about this morning into your life, if you look at life like Jabez did instead of looking at it like Saul did, instead of looking at it like many in the Scriptures like uh, with uh, Samson did, and, and, and you stop looking at it in that negative way, you can overcome. You you can grab a hold of the hope and the restoration that Jesus Christ has for you. We've got to believe that with everything in us because that is what we're about. Why don't you examine their story and compare it to your story and then take from those things they did and apply the right things into your life. Job showed us how to maintain morals in the midst of accusation. How to hold his tongue and hold, his, hold on to his faith, faith even in the worst situations. That's what Job told us. Iris showed us faith in Christ and he showed us that sometimes Jesus might not get there when we want him to. But he will be there right on time. Iris showed us that. And Ira showed us it's okay sometimes to clear your room. It's it's alright sometimes to clear your room. Verify who's speaking into your life. Is it the ones that were mocking Jesus? Or is it the ones that were there to see a miracle from Jesus? I want the ones there to see the miracle from Jesus. And then Jabez, son of sorrow, born in pain. But through his own prayer, he changed his destiny. I want you to look at this. And I I want to ask you first, what are you praying? What are you praying? I'm not talking about what are you praying for the lost. We all do that. I'm not talking about praying for the church. We all do that. I'm talking about personally. With your relationship with God. when you enter your prayer room, what are you praying? What are you speaking? What words are you allowing to formulate your future? I almost think of it like this this morning in prayer. It's like God gives us these gifts and He just sets them there, Brother Fowler, all around you. You go live your life and this gift's here And you know it's there. But it's wrapped up. It's got a pretty bow on it. And you keep moving and you keep going. And you're doing what you're doing. And and God's given it to you. And He said, It's yours. You can unwrap it. And we just keep going and we never unwrap it. That's what prayer is like. Prayer is changing not changing the will of God for you but it's allowing what God is wanting to do it's formulating it through your words and birthing it into existence it's binding everything that hinders and loosing to have its way everything that God wants to do in your life the victory he wants to give you let's let's look at what Jabez's prayer I want you to think about you I want you to think about your situation would you stand with me as we're doing that I want you to think about how you pray about yourself I'm not telling you to take Jabez's prayer and pray Jabez's prayer everyday I'm telling you look at what he did this is about Jabez this is about him changing Who he is and who he was. He was Jabez, son of sorrow. But he didn't have to stay in sorrow. Point to yourself and say, I might have been born a son or a daughter of sorrow, but I don't have to stay there. God has a destiny for my life. Listen to what he said. Jabez called on the God of Israel. Say, oh, that thou wouldst bless me in thee. Simple. But sometimes we even get to where we're so entrenched in praying for others that we forget to pray for ourselves. Could you raise your hands for a moment and just say that, oh God, I call on your name. Would you bless me, indeed? I want you to get those words out of your mouth. Bless me, indeed. Bless me, indeed. Go ahead and say that now, Say that like you believe He'll do that. Oh Lord, bless me, indeed. Somebody's not saying that. I'm telling you, you got to release that. You got to release that. What's been your destiny is not your destiny. I said, what's been your destiny is not your destiny. Yeah, You've you got to start in your prayer life, and you start right now. Oh, God, bless me. The next thing he says is enlarge my coast. Close your eyes, lift your hands, envision some of the dreams. That you think God has for your life that you've not obtained. Whether it's spiritual, whether it's material, whatever, just pray, God, enlarge me. Enlarge me. I mean, Job had all kinds of stuff. Job was blessed. Say that with as you're praying, God, enlarge my coast. Enlarge my coast. You let me buy this house. Let me buy the one next door. If I can own it and rent it out. and make money on it. Enlarge my coast. Enlarge my coast. I, got, I feel some people like, oh, no, 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 no. God wants to. It's okay for God to bless you. God bless me. And, 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 and now, now one more. If we're going if we're gonna enlarge my coast, and that Thy hand might be with me. God, everywhere I go, everywhere I walk, whatever city I'm in, let me have influence. Let your hand be right there with me everywhere I go. Every, when I'm on vacation, when I'm at work. God, I'm, I'm your child. Let your hand be with me. Amen. And then this next one. If somebody want to come to the altar? You're more than welcome. I know it's, uh, it's 9.30, sir. So we need to get to where we're making a, a tradition every week that we're getting a hold of God before we leave this place just like we did last week I want to invite you to step out and come down I want you to pray this next one it's very important I want you to pray this next one it's very important would you come would you come God's reaching out for you would you come he's already he's already blessing you he's enlarging your coast his hand is with you now would you come I want you to pray this next thing with me because it's very important close your eyes Lift up your voice. Would you keep me from evil? Would you keep me from evil? God, keep me from the tempter's hand. God, keep me from the lusts that are out there of the flesh. The lust of the eyes and the pride of life. God, keep me from evil. God, you're you're able to keep me from places. You're able to keep me from things. You're able to keep me from certain people. God, keep me, keep me from evil. That I don't have to be grieved with that mess.
1: That I don't even have to deal with that stuff. And now, notice what he says.
2: After Jabez prayed his prayer it says God granted him that which he requested. This wasn't like a five hour prayer.
1: This wasn't a journal of
2: 78 pages of notes that he had made and journaled every day. This was a five step prayer that changed him from being Jabez the son of sorrow to being it's powerful mighty awesome views. he changed his destiny with this prayer i'm telling somebody this morning there's a destiny changing prayer that god has wanted to place on your lips right now would you, uh, I'm not talking about Jabez's prayer. Uh, you can use that as a guideline. I'm talking about your prayer. Would you go ahead and lift your hands and close your eyes and speak that in the name of Jesus? Go ahead. Your, your words are formulating your destiny. You are the architect right now. You and God are the architect. God's given it to you. You're drawing it up. What are you going to say? What are you going to say? Go ahead and say it. Whatever it is, go ahead and say, Bless me, oh God. Bless me, O God. Let your hand be with me. Enlarge my coast. Keep me from me. Let's lift our hands and worship Him. So that the Holy Ghost to touch you. Oh, I love the Spirit of the Lord minister of your life right now. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't be afraid to pray for a blessing because you've had so many cursings. you got to change your mindset. you got to turn this thing around. you got to quit being the son of sorrow and start becoming the child of God that God is calling you to be. Oh, how I? Yes. I call you
1: faithful. Your name is faithful. Faithful you are
2: like to ask you go home and write down four or five points to your own personal prayer you can take Jabez's but I prefer you take your own just look at what he's doing now what he's saying and say it for your life say it for your life and believe it and God granted him that which he requested. God is granting you what you request. Are you willing to request it? Or do you feel so bad about even asking it? So you've got to change. You gotta dream it. You gotta speak it. You gotta say it. You gotta believe God for it. He's able He's able He's a mighty God Hallelujah Hallelujah Remember next week We uh, So 930 service is very important All nation Sunday we had a 930 service A lot of other Sundays we don't cancel 930 service Because it's It is an important It's church Next week is one of the few times a year that we're all gonna to come together and we're not gonna have a separated service but we're gonna meet at Bradwell Park in Hinesville, Bryant Commons Park. Thank you, yeah. and the two people at two different places. Bryant Commons Park next week together. Church provides the meat. We like garbage, right? That's what Brother Hudson said this morning. When church provides the meat, you bring a side. Bring a side dish, a side pan, a chair, Come out, we're going to be at the amphitheater there at Bryant Commons, and, uh, and we're going to gather around, and then there's a picnic area. We're just going to have a great time of fellowship. as one of the times. Now, I want to give you a benefit for the 930 church service. Y'all, we, y'all got something, okay? And there is going to be an 11 o'clock church service cancellation, and everything's going to be shifted to the 930 service on Christmas Eve. So, so y'all are going to host everybody on Christmas Eve at 9.30. All right, and that's, that's going to be our, our Christmas Day, Christmas Eve service, 9.30. Thank y'all for being here today. Let's pray. How many points are you going to write down? Four. Four? What are you going to do with those? those. You're going to pray them. Get those specifics. Pray them. And I believe that God is wanting to grant some people in here what they request. Amen. Brother Monday, would you dismiss us
0: in prayer? Lord Jesus, we are thankful, Lord, for a mighty word, a good word, Lord, a word to encourage us, strengthen us, Lord Jesus. Your word says that we are overcomers by our testimony, Lord. And today, Lord, Pastor, has given us something, Lord, that to use, Lord, in our toolbox, Lord, that. As your word continues to speak, Lord, it says that a man and a woman must be tested and tried, Lord, before they are fully, Lord Jesus, hallelujah, understand their conversion, Lord. We pray, Lord, that we are overcomers, Lord, that we don't succumb to the things of this world, Lord, or succumb, Lord Jesus, to our own mindset, Lord Jesus, of the issues that we have, Lord, knowing that you are greater than any issue. You are greater than any problem. You are greater than any uh, harassment, Lord Jesus. We pray, Lord, for a mighty move in this house today, Lord. And we pray, Lord, for those, Lord, that pray upon these four points, Lord, that you are strengthening us, move us to a high level. We thank you, we praise you, we plead your blood, Lord, over this message and over, hallelujah, our coming prayers. In Jesus' name, amen.
2: Amen. Praise God. To our 9.30 church, you can be dismissed. God bless. Greet each other in Jesus' name. To our 11 o'clock church, welcome. Let's get ready to have church. God bless you in Jesus' name.